Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Series, a month-long event celebrating the authors and narrators that bring romance stories to life. Listen along as Viviana, Enchantress of Books, interviews your favorite writers and voices, share special guest posts, and stay tuned for some special information at the conclusion of the episode. Hi, everyone. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with guest and narrator Rob Brinkman, also known in romance as Robert Hatchett. Welcome to the Audiobook Loving Series, Rob. How are you doing today? I am doing great. I'm pumped to be here. I'm pumped to chat. And I, I, as I told you a minute ago, I like... I was a fan of your podcast and when you reached out, I was so tickled. I was like, oh, cool. I get to be on this now. This is, I'm thrilled. I'm happy to yeah, be here. I was tickled and like, oh my God, he listens. <laughs> <laughs> and eight years later, I'm still like, people actually listen. Okay, good. This is good. I can continue doing it then. Yay. You're doing it. You're doing the good work for us, us silent listeners out there. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you. Why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into audiobooks and narrating and how long you've been doing it now? Sure. So my story, um, I'm an actor. Uh, and so I came to New York and went to school at NYU, got my BFA in musical theater, and then just started hitting it hard. And I was performing all around the East Coast for a while. Um, and then the pandemic hit. So right before the pandemic, uh, I had just 2019 was a crazy year. I had, I had like, I was up in Chatham, New York. I just done Oklahoma as Judd and I won award for it. And then I got married two weeks later. And then a week after that, I booked Stomp in NYC. And so like my whole life got flipped right at the end of 2019. And I was like, I was in Stomp, you know, seven days a week. And then the pandemic hit and then it all, it all disappeared. So except for my marriage, which has not disappeared. <laughs> it's been very happy. Um, but uh, so then I was given the chance to like throw myself into books more uh, because I started in 2019. So I have a really good friend, uh, Sarah Naughton, who's a wonderful narrator. Uh, she was my good friend in college. And when we graduated, she's like, you should do this. You should do audiobooks. You're like, you know, working a million jobs, but like you could make money doing this and it's performing. I was like, all right, cool. And so I went into uh, the company that she was working for. Um, it was brick shop audio there's a it's out in brooklyn um and i'd never done audiobooks before i was like i was so nervous and they sent me three scripts and i went in there and i was like in the booth like and there was an engineer and i was reading i was like and then and then the wham a hard and the storm harm and then the first and they're like all right cool thanks man well you know we'll be in touch and of course i didn't do any of those books because i had no <laughs> idea what i was doing and then i went home i was like all right that was a train wreck but now i'm interested in this uh so i was like okay i'm gonna do some research and I found ACX and uh, I just like, you know, I sat down one day. I was like, all right, I'm going to audition for as many of these as I can handle. And I like sent out 20 auditions and I booked like a few of them. And so I like I did my first book on my desk in my apartment with a little Yeti, a little blue Yeti, the classic in a little like a tub, a little a little plastic tub with some, you know, foam inside of it and of course like i sounded like this but i was like oh i sound great this is a great <laughs> i did it i did my, i made my booth and this book was like i don't know three hours long it's like a meditation book and i probably spent i don't know 30 or 40 hours on it because I, I did the book and then i listened to it all back in like real time and did the corrections and then send it through and listen to it again and i after that i was like great i can't ever do that again we got to get better at this process <laughs> And so then I moved into my closet for a few more books 
And then I started stealing doors off of the street in New York City to build my booth. And uh, that's kind of what I did over the pandemic. As Stomp sort of left the table and I had this space to like truly dive into this industry, I put a little bit more effort into building my, my booth out, which I truly was doors that I was finding on the street. I would bring them in one at a time and wrap them in uh, some moving blankets. And, you know, slowly I had one wall, then I had two walls, then I had a roof, and then I had like, you know, a little three by five booth. Uh, which I, I used all the way up until a couple months ago when I got my spanking new vocal booth. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so then I, uh, I, I, I dove in deep in the pandemic and like I went to my first eight pack and I watched a billion webinars and then um, I started a TikTok in January and then my stuff blew up. I was, you know, sort of doing, I was always booked out maybe one or two books in advance. And, uh, you know, we have like big plans for our life and, our future, my wife and I and our little doggy. And I was like, okay, I want to do this. I really want to do this full time because I'm seeing people out there, narrators who are crushing it. And this is their full-time job. And so that has been my goal starting the beginning of this year. And after a month of like hitting the TikTok, like direct marketing, I'm like booked through August. I'm like truly full-time on this right now. And I couldn't be happier. It's like, it's wonderful. Everything about this industry is wonderful coming from theater and the the community, the beautiful community that is theater in New York City, um, there's there's still the, the sort of competitive edge to it. But with audiobooks, it's like there's, there's such a wealth of, of jobs out there and jobs that fit so many different voices and different cadences and characters and people. And there's just like everyone's happy to welcome you. And like I've had, I've, I've had narratives be like, oh, I'm so busy. Can you take this book? Like, hey, like this is, I'm like, yeah. Yes. What is this? What? What? I'm used to like, I'm used to like peacocking in the front of a dance call. Yeah. I'm like, wait, everyone loves each other. Are we share. Nice. Cross we promotes. Share? Oh my goodness. Wait, you want me to do a book with you? Oh my gosh. Thank you. Well, see, I discovered you via TikTok. Um, so yeah. I was following some narrators and things like that, and I think. It was a part of my feed and I'm not at my desk. I'm organizing, rearranging my office. And then I hear you and I'm going, oh, hello, sir. Um, <laughs> <laughs> run to the desk and I'm like, who's this? Write that name down, start doing oh, some right research and everything. And then I'm like, yeah, TikTok, tick. And I'm like, okay. And there was a couple of videos where it's, you know, some, some funny stuff, some other things that you've been recording that it's like a live recording and everything. And I'm like, oh yeah, this one, this one's going to go play. <laughs> I'm so glad. Um, it's really fun. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I would have, I, I wouldn't have joined TikTok if I had not like had the impotence to do it as a, as a business sort of move. Um, Cause you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm a millennial. I have social media, but it's not something that I like threw myself into ever. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I saw, I'm like, oh, these like, People, you know, like Natalie Nottis is like, you know, the founding father of audiobook narrator. I was on TikTok and the, or not the, the founding, the founding matriarch of yeah. the, the, the TikTok um, narrators. And I was like, oh, I don't have to like do the bits. I don't have to do the like dances because I was like, because oh when you start TikTok, you're like, oh, my God, this is overwhelming. I feel like I'm 900 years old. There's children who have millions of followers. What am I, what am I doing here? And then I'm like, oh. I'm doing stupid shit in my booth constantly anyway. And like, it seems like this is an enjoyable content for some people out there. <laughs> so I try to like clock moments when I'm 
doing something that I habitually do, like sucking on a lemon to get mouth sounds out. And I giggle at myself and I'm like, oh, I'm giggling at myself. I don't know, someone might giggle at this. And then I spend 45 minutes on making a new addiction. <laughs> And you go through how many? No, I I love your TikToks, and uh, and you're one of those that, as far as the marketing stuff, like I know that I'm like I even I have a TikTok, um, but I am not anywhere near your following because I it's it's I'm not the girl in front of the camera, and so I'm trying to still find my niche, you know, on TikTok because I don't do front work camera work. I'm the one that does the videos and all this other stuff and does audio. And the fact that you use some of the stuff that you've done, I'm like, Hey, okay. So I wonder if I can do that. But if you remove the video, how would that work? So, you know, um, you've been planting some ideas. <laughs> I bet you could do, there's all these like avatar things that are coming out. Yeah. Like, I bet you could like have your avatar and that's like, Ooh, yeah, and that's it. Oh, that'd be cool. I'd, I'd watch that. I'd like those videos. Thanks. Yeah. But you've <laughs> done some like stitches and stuff like that. And for those that are not on TikTok, stitches is basically when you get half the audio of the other person and you mix your stuff in there. We'll, we'll put some samples on, on the planning page so you yeah, can see them. Duets. Yeah. And duets too, as well. And some funny ones where I love it, where the guy comes in and goes, so here's a script. Can you be an audiobook nerd? And then you all are doing it. And I'm like, first of all, we already know he can do this. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes the how is he going to do this which is not a journey <laughs> it is a journey that is for sure and then um, yeah that's for sure you were named um book riots one of the top 10 list of narrators to follow on tiktok which is crazy because i'm up there with absolute legends i'm literally like right i'm, I'm above travis baldry who literally i'm like trying to model my career after i'm like this is this is nuts this is like so i was so I was very flattered by that. Um, I was happy to see you as more of a newcomer <laughs> in the audiobook world. Yeah, world. I'm a baby. I'm a wee yeah. little tiny little baby in this industry. Yeah, but I love seeing the new faces and stuff like that. Uh, I love seeing the diversity in the the voices and you know who's up there too because sometimes book world can get a little bit stagnant and using the same narrators over and over and over again because they're they're good. It's not taking yeah. anything away from them. Um, but I'm also like, I like my variety. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's fair. I I'm finding that with my, the books I listen to, because I, I listen to a lot of fantasy books. So I'm like, I get locked and loaded to like a 40 hour book. And I'm like, all right, this is my, this is the next two months for me. But then I'm like, all right, I need to diversify my listening here. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta reach out there and gotta hear some other voices. So I, 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 I get that wanting to diversify. You know, yeah. get some more fruit in the, the cornucopia, as it were. Yeah, and just mix it up a bit and make a little different fruit salad of sorts. Yeah, a little fruit yeah. salad. But I was thrilled more. for you. I was like, I was like scrolling through. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky because, you know, you just don't know what's going to what's going to oh. land on TikTok. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not necessarily trying to get famous. I'm just trying to, like, make connections and get some work out of it and, you know, like support other authors and narrators. And like, you know, the one video that popped for me was just reading chapter one in different, different like genre styles. <laughs> and I got another, another, uh, you know, TikTok friend of mine, Jillian, her video that popped was like her cat killed like a mouse in her kitchen and there was blood all over her floor. And she's like, what's this blood? And it's like got a million views. And we're like, we're both laughing. We're like, oh, we don't know what the hell we're doing. But I guess sometimes it just it's works. It's the funniest thing. Yes. The out of nowhere, something will pop in and with TikTok, you have two options. You can see us the, the feed as those that are you're following or those that are recommended. 
and the yeah. recommendation is based on what you like and stuff like that from that algorithm. And today before our talk, I was like, okay, let's see what's, you know, what, what Rob's up to. <laughs> and it's the one where the <laughs> author is looking for a stock images site you know, oh and finding gosh. the quote unquote sexy images, which as a cover <laughs> designer as well, that is a freaking rabbit hole that I'm like, whoever thought that was sexy. I'm like, you're just trying to get hits, baby. It's okay. I didn't know that this, this is what's fun for me as a narrator is I'm seeing what authors go through when they are publishing and self-publishing and it really is the the like cover art yeah sexy man cover art gambit is a really funny rabbit hole it's hilarious and um in her videos i i have died laughing because I, I live this and then i <laughs> sent them to some of my friends that are the listener side so um, it's like you get the listener's perspective of the funny and then you get as the industry workers as myself that does not sound right anyways um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so everyone's gotta work everyone's gotta yeah, work <laughs> exactly that's fine i'm not shaming i'm just saying um <laughs> and then you as a narrator you added your own flair to it where you gave us how these images, these, you know, the, the pirate, the guy with the, how they would sound. And you just added that spin to it, which I was like, freaking brilliant. I was like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. We just like, you know, I'm starting to realize like, oh, we all, all, everyone in this industry spends so much time by themselves at their computer doing their stuff. And like, we're all doing like the same stuff just in different ways, but we all like have the same psychosis that develops because of it. <laughs> And like, Absolutely. you know, there's, I have some, I have some authors who send me like, um, some authors, I love working with indie authors so much because it's like, you know, I, my bread and butter is, is theater. And like, you know, it's such a collaborative process, you know, when you're working on someone's passion project, especially with theater, like they're putting their money into this, they're paying for the space. They've been working on this script for years. And like, when you get an indie, when I get to work with an indie author directly, we get to chat about the characters. I've had some people send me like, you know, Pinterest boards for their characters and like references. And like, I think that's so much fun. It's like, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's a little bit more pressure because you then have a more of a, a specific um, character to deliver. Yeah. Um, but I think it's still really fun to get to like, get inside their head a little bit. Part of that prepping process that you guys have to go through when, when it comes up to narrating is figuring out what the characters are going to sound like, how yeah. what the accents they are, because heaven forbid that you're in chapter seven and that's when you realize that he has the Russian accent. Oh yeah, that, that's why we prep, and I learned <laughs> yes. that the hard way, as so many narrators have. <laughs> yeah, I was I was doing I was doing some romance, and then like I was like, oh, okay, so I'm a little overwhelmed right now. Like I read like a third of the book, I was like, I can do this, it'll be fine, and I get to you know the end of the book, and it's like he said with his voluptuous French accent, and I was like, fuck. So never again have I not read the full book. These are the training wheel lessons of a young narrator. Yes. Um, <laughs> and also, you know, you get to a point also, I was, you know, that was like a few books in and I was like, well, this is, I'm treating this differently than, than acting and performing, but it's, it's not any different. Like I need to know this story. I need to know this arc so that I can thread these little, these little Easter eggs in these little character moments where they're developing their conflict. They're developing their resolution in the beginning of this book. And, I need to know that so I can thread it in. And also, you know, when Jurgen is actually German, I got to mm -hmm. know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I love the fact that authors are now at a point where they're realizing, yes, I want to do audio. And then what they can do to help finalize what that final package is going to look like for the, for the listeners by giving you guys 
ideas of like, hey, he sounds like this, or he sounds like the guy from Brad Pitt in this movie, but with that accent from that other movie. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that, my, my, my favorite kind of like a prep sheet from an author is like, this character, like, you know, give me an age, give me like a, like a style, like a visual. And I'm like, oh, the vibe of this character, like this guy is like, you know, this guy's always eating ice cream but angry at everyone because of it and he's lonely but he just wants to be loved i was like yeah, i hear that yeah, i can i can do that um but yeah it's all it's it's so different i there's there's i, I do a lot of work in sci-fi and fantasy as well and those books can sometimes have so many characters i'm working on i'm on i just finished book five we're on book six of the Starsea collection, the mages of Starsea with this, this author, Kyle West. It's one of my favorite books. We've like been in this together since the beginning of this series. And these characters, I mean, there's gotta be over like 150 characters at this point that I have cataloged and like book five brought a whole bunch of people back from the first couple books. And it was like some of my favorite characters. I was emailing him. I was like, Oh man, they're back. He's like, I know <laughs> so it's that, that's, that's the kind of like vibe I like when I can email an author about being so stoked about what's happening in the book. Yeah, but especially when that first character in book one that you're like, oh, okay, it's just he only has four or five lines. So I'm just going to give him like this groovy dude kind of a, you know, or fill in the blank as far as like a gruff sounding kind of thing, because uh -huh. there may be an, uh, an elf or something or whatever. And then he's the lead in book seven. Yep. And you're uh -huh. going, oh, how am I going to teach you? How am I going to stay with this? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am, I'm, I'm encountering this with, um, with the Starsea collection. And yeah. in the book, I just finished a book with a lot of like, I'm calling them earth accents because earth accents are like Ireland, England, like they're ge geographical accents. But when you get into fantasy and sci-fi, it's like otherworldly accents. And that's what I like the best because then I can pick and choose and make my own amalgamations of things. But this one character, this girl, I like the description was like she had this like melodic lilt to her. And I was like, ooh, space Irish. And so I gave, <laughs> I gave her this lilt. And by the end of the book, I was like, ooh, that was a lot of work. And then she just came back. I was like, all right, let's lock this down. I'm going to hit this spell. I was like listening to Colin Farrell every day before my recording session, just getting the Irish in my brain. But I learned that from Travis Baldry. He was doing a webinar once and he was like, I clock every single voice. He's like, even if it's like guard number five who just goes, who goes there? He'll undoubtedly come back, like you said, in book five as like, you know, the evil villain, the mastermind. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And romance authors love to do that, especially when they do the following. It's part of the so-and-so series, but they're all technically really standalones and you can read them in any order. The romance erotica multiverse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the bartender in, in, the, in, the, in the entire series that only said one or two lines in the entire seven books all of a sudden now has the lead that's right that's <laughs> right because you fall in love with these characters oh, yeah, you're curious narrators fall in love exactly and especially in these small town romances where there's like eight people there's like the bartender the market guy the like hot the staples, lumber guy yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? the main staples yeah absolutely you know they're it's that classic Chekhov phrase you know if you introduce a gun in act one it's got to fire in act two yep that is true Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting how that also fires because sometimes it's interwoven and it goes through a couple of more books and not until, especially the longer ones. And I think it even happens in sci-fi and fantasy where, like you were saying, they've been the bartender this entire time, but they're end up being the bad guy in book, you know, 17. And you're going, fucking A. Yeah, <laughs> That's who it was. Bitch. Damn it. Gary, I loved you, Gary. Yeah. I trusted you, Gary. <laughs> 
Well, there was one romance author, Donna Grant, I am speaking about here, and uh, who the whole series, and then there are like 17 books so far at this at this point, where wow. we were all trying to figure out who was her mystery dragon lover. And ah. there were some conversations here and there, and she was so sad, but at the same time feisty. And then she was always having this bickering, bantering, kind of like, are you sure it's not him? Um, and we never knew, and we were trying to figure out, some of us even came up with a spreadsheet of like, okay, who has been featured, who has not, and we're trying to figure this out. Long story short, we were right in who it was, but the way that she t- twisted it and moved it around and stuff, and we're like, you suck. I love you. <laughs> she got you, though. That's yes. brilliant. That's that's planning. But yes. I have so much respect for authors and the amount of planning that goes into a series. I've like I've 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 chatted with some authors who are like, I know how book 10 is gonna end. And then it's working backwards from that. I'm like, I'm like, I know what I'm gonna have for lunch tomorrow. Like, <laughs> like, I respect you Tom- tremendously. Tomorrow, later today. <laughs> no, no <laughs> clue. What's in the fridge, man? Um, but that's that's, that's, that's the brilliance. It's like you know, I look at a building. I'm like, I don't know how. And engineering to me is like alchemy. It's like I don't know how you can know that a building's not gonna fall down. I know. And writing right? like a giant series, I respect in the same way. I'm, yeah. And then us as listeners, we're at, at all at you guys of keeping the voices straight having the accents especially when all seven females or seven males are in the same room and they all have different fill in the blanks cadence accents and all this stuff and you're going blah 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 i'm like damn i wonder how you stop and go and cut you know you know this happened <laughs> yeah I, this anytime I, I, I was doing this uh this mystery this like murder mystery and it's like there's always that scene towards the end where it's a dinner party and every character from the whole damn book is in the dinner party and it's a big whodunit <laughs> moment and it's like, sweet Jesus. <laughs> got, I got everything, got all the little, like all my sound bites down. I'm going around and I feel like, I feel like a hacker. I'm like, I'm just like, my eyes are like rolled back in the back of my head and I'm just rattling off these different accents. <laughs> you mentioned the accents as far as, and I love the description of uh, uh, space, like spacey, uh, space Irish, space Irish. <laughs> Um, we love accents as far as the romance community goes. And I think really? in gen- yes. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Hello. Uh, it's- <laughs> <laughs> they will be different. We will classify the narrators as, oh, my favorite is his, is like Irish Rob or Scottish. Oh. This. Oh, and then on top, I mean, then there's other categories when we go into like different tropes and stuff like, well, yeah, we really like billionaire so-and-so or growly Jason Clark and stuff like that. Um, ah, so right. yeah, we do. I gotta immerse you more into romance, baby. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. I'm, I'm so literally, I'm so, I'm such a baby. I'm actually about to redo my first romance series, my The Wild Hearts of Storm Harbor romance, with my first romance novels with Dakota Davies. And it was her first book putting into audio, her first romance book putting into audio. And the first book we did, I was the only narrator, so I did male and female point of view. Oh and so goodness. we got, I remember getting to like minute 45 of female perspective, female orgasm. I was like, cool. All right. A, I've got some ideas about how to change my life. And B, there's a couple more books in the series and we got a great narrator, Kelly, Kelly Lindsay, um, uh, rocks on there for the second, the second book. But she reached out to me, this was a couple years ago, these books, and she reached out to me recently. She's like, hey, how do you feel about like redoing the series? She's like, I've like grown as a as an author and I think I want to get some, you know, dual, I think at this point we want to do a dual narration. And so it's, this is like a cool, unique uh, opportunity where we're going to redo the series with some more narrators and with some edits. And so she's going to also make it a multiverse. She's going to connect these characters. Nice. So 
I'm pumped. I'm pumped for that. And we, but we both laughed. We're like, these were, these were our baby books. These were our first, <laughs> our first ones out there. Yeah. Romance is known for uh, the variety of the genres and the subgenres because romance is the genre. And then underneath it's almost like an umbrella term. It's yeah. all the subgenres in paranormal fantasy, you know, romantic suspense, so on and so forth. And the amount of stuff that people have learned from wanting to travel, wanting to learn how new a recipe of a certain delicacy or anything yeah. or that they realize they have a kink is amazing exactly. uh, the, and the that's, safest way to find your kinks is absolutely it's like hey hmm. and then people i've known have highlighted certain sections and given it to their partner and say learn memorize tonight <laughs> <laughs> my wife knows if i come out of my booth with that look in my eyes she's like oh god what did you just read <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's three o'clock i'm working later babe i have a yeah, headache later, later, later. <laughs> And now I, I have, I'm like, I have a couple good friends mm -hmm. in real life who are narrators and they also have romance pseudonyms and we are now doing books together. And so when we all get together, we're like, Hey, remember that section? Remember that section? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's, it's something that, you know, listeners enjoy and the authors are getting more wise to it and they're changing the pov of certain activities um for the gentlemen so the the listeners were the majority cis female are kind of like hearing what you guys as the male narrator as the character and kind of inserting themselves but the the when there's an accent it's like even more intensified um yeah. is there a favorite accent that you love to perform um, there, I've got a couple. I really like to do Scottish. I love to do a Scottish accent. Uh, I love, you know, I just love Scottish people. I love listening to them. And so if I get, if I get a good dwarf, like, I love a good dwarf character. That's fantastic. <laughs> but then I just did, um, Detective Doherty and the Demon's Tears. This like fun little paranormal mystery. It's like kooky British, like kooky British older fellow. And then there's like this, uh, he's got, he's the vampire, the vampire, like paranormal detective. And then his niece who falls in love with this, like, elf scottish elf and like i was like oh shit this is a fun accent to do so i listened to a lot of gerard butler for a little while <laughs> and uh he's he's definitely he's he's one of my favorite characters this guy so yeah scottish is scottish is one of my faves how about the hardest for you to perform oh the hardest what's the hardest accent to perform it you know what it is it's trippy for me as a man to put accents into the female characters because I like, I internalize these accents as like, you know, favorite characters that I've seen on, you know, in films or in books that I put in my head. And so like, you know, to do a Scottish woman, like in my brain, I'm like, hey, that's Scottish, hey, it's good. And so I do this Scottish woman, she's just like, I'm like, oh, why am I always doing like the fantasy barmaid version of this? It's not, it's like, so it's, it's been tricky for, to like, you know, to, you know, for like a, like a female ingenue, like a younger ingenue Scottish girl to find like the delicate, the delicate um parts of that accent that's where that's where the fun work is for me uh because i i really like accents I, I i was you know in college we got trained in the international phonetics alphabet as the means to understand and build accents so i have like scan sheets for different accents of like these are the diphthongs these are the triphthongs these are the medial consonants and all these you can get really into it you know because if i'm booked for a film and i have to do an accent it's like i need to do that accent very very well or it's going to be ripped apart um i will say that i've noticed and this is perhaps a preference thing but uh i've in listening to audiobooks I, i've gone full tilt accents and i've also done like partial accents because i found it to be it can be a little distracting 
like, you know, if like if you have a really intense accent and I, I was listening back to, I think it was a Russian character in one of these romance books and I gave him a really thick, you know, like very thick, classic Eastern European, Northern Russian accent. And I was like, oh, this accent is spot on. And listen back to it, I was like, oh man, this is like, this is pretty distracting actually, actually. And so I, I'm finding at least for me and my style, how I can feather in these accents in a way that's not distracting. Um, but it's tough, you know, it's like, it's, it's whatever my, my preference is because I'm here and the author will let me know if it's too much. But what about you? What's your, what's your preference with accent wise? Oh, um, I like it when it's enough that I can tell mm. that it's an Irish or Scottish or this or that, because it does get a little bit distracting. Um, mm. And it, and again, it's one of those where I'm like, what was that word? Because of the accent being <laughs> come in or whatever. Yeah. Um, or also the, how hard sometimes it is to maintain. Endurance is a big thing yeah. and consistency. Uh, and the other thing too is having when it's dual narration, ensuring that both narrators are doing such accents yeah yeah <laughs> because there's that's nothing tough. worse when you're talking you know the character is talking and then they're in this accent and then the next chapter the perspective is like this with no accent i'm like well wait a minute um y'all didn't talk to each other did you yeah yeah and it's it's tough especially if you know with timelines like sometimes you're doing a book like a month before the other narrator and yeah it's like, okay can you send me samples for this and we just like okay you know i'm not there with my prep yet but let's talk about what they're what their accents are going to be. Here's a sample of my voice for the main character. Um, but you know, send me if you're gonna go. <laughs> I remember I sent a narrator once. I was like, <clears throat> "You can choose what you want for these three characters. Just please don't make them Australian or this or that." <laughs> it's like otherwise, I should be okay. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, there's just some accents that you're going. I just need a slight hint to it. And other ones, I'm like, give it to me more. But you never want to get yeah. it into a character where you're thinking, you know, Scotty from Star Trek or the I, you know, the L Lucky Pepper, you know, for Lucky Charms Irish. Or even French for you know people. I like Lucky Pepper, <laughs> the classic cereal. Lucky Lucky Peppers, Lucky. You really want to fuck your kids up? You want to make the naughty cereal? Put a bunch of jalapenos in that. Yeah. <laughs> Fast way to get them oh, not eat that. You know the the sugar sweet ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but again, yeah. it's it's all at the end of the day. It's really up to the individual listeners. There have been reviews That's where right. one review says. It was too much. Others say it's not enough. And then you just, they'll write, almost like the Goldilocks bears. And there's been times where it's happened to two different narrators and the review said, oh, his Irish, ac uh, his Irish accent wasn't there enough or good at all. And I'm like, the man is actually Irish. <laughs> still has his accent. And the same exact same thing, but it was a British uh, narrator. And they're like, his British sucks. There's, that's not how the, we sound. And I'm going, he's actually born and raised there yeah, and he still has it yeah so it's it's all funny i mean well it's because are... of what our like perception what yes our, you know what our perception of what that accent sounds like mm -hmm. you know is yeah. what that perception is absolutely i gotta i gotta there was i was doing a book once it was it was a scottish this is a scottish girl this this is this character and um you know the you find out that the Scottish accent is put upon by this character, right? She's not actually Scottish. And you find that out later on in the book. So it's like a fake Scottish accent. And so the author is like, you know, have this girl be Scottish, but have it not be perfect. And I'm like, that's it. It's tough because yeah, it's then tough. you get railed on for having yeah. a shitty ever just accent. So I was like, okay, I'm comfortable with the way this is sounding. And of course, there's a review that's like, this is the worst Scottish accent. What was that Scottish accent? I'm like, you clearly didn't finish the book, bro. Yep. You know, but also it's like I as far as reviews go again I'm so young in this industry I don't really have a plethora of reviews 
Um, but at least for theater and what I've learned is like, you know, it's everyone has their preference and especially with audiobooks, it's like, man, there's, there are some narrators that everyone loves, which for me is some, it's their, their cadence doesn't put me in the place where I, I like to be when I'm listening to books. And I have narrators that I really like that other people are like, oh, I just, I can't really do that style. And that, when I had that aha moment, it's a big sort of relief as a narrator to be like, okay, all right. So I'm going to get a mix of reviews and that's okay because, you know, the silent majority who doesn't do a review is going to, that means that they didn't have anything to say, anything bad to say about it, that it was enjoyable to them. I, I was coaching with Andy Arndt and she's like, the best thing you can do is get out of the way of the story. She's like, the best review you can get doesn't mention you because that means they enjoy the story that much, you know? Mm-hmm. Was- yeah, it's, that's an ongoing conversation when it comes down to reviewing audiobooks because the authors want to know what the listeners thought of the narrator to see if they hire them mm-hmm. again or not. And <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you, I do love hearing it. I was told not to want it, but yep. you know, we all want it. We all want validation. Yeah. You know? And also as a listener, we like to like, well, who narrated it and how was he? Because there's some individuals that will buy the book solely because of the narrator. Um, and so we've discovered a bunch of new authors that way as well. And then vice versa, where it's a, we love the author and then like, well, who's the narrator? So it's a, a really ongoing debate um, on how, you know, whether the narrator Chicken should the be egg. listed. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, should we, should we not? And I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, it's about the story. So your first part of the review should always be about the story. Yeah. And then a second part of it should be the narrator's performance. And then that's it, you know, and yeah. then sh- sharing that as well. But, uh, but yeah, it's important to kind of go with both, I think, just to it gives people understanding of what's out there. But I think Andy's the audio, product. Yeah. yeah, the product is the audio. Exactly. <clears throat> and I think Andy is also right there as far as not wanting to be part of it is that you don't want it to be that they listen to it only because you were narrating it. Yeah. It's more, and that's she's more the great, story you know, Yeah. She has really great the way that she is educating narrators that I've seen in a lot of the webinars she's done is all about self. She she really pushes self-care for narrators. Yes. And so I really I, t- I took that note as like, OK, this is actually the best for a mental state as a narrator, not, not like need that oh, yeah. validation. Of course, yeah. we all want it. But, yeah. you know, to to have that little space there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's like those moments of when you're, you know, going on Instagram and you're doing something and you see that you were tagged on something and it was like, oh, and I love this performance. You're like, yes. <laughs> Those moments like that, Absolutely. but you're not actively looking for that, you know, hashtag or that, you know, handle to come up and say, you know, where's my stuff? No. So that's different. No, yeah. but honestly, like I've been, I've been narrating live on TikTok when, when the author allows it. And it's been nice to have some, like some feedback. Granted, it's like, you know, it's social media. So it's, Anybody can be on there. You can you can do anything. <laughs> and everybody's and so, an like, expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, but also like, I know what I'm doing. I'm on TikTok. I'm I'm opening myself to that audience. But you know, most of the time, like most of the people who are on there are very um, complimentary, or at least who are our actual audiobook. Um, you know, they love audiobooks, and so they have they have feedback. We're like, you know, oh my god, I love that part. We're laughing at a laughing at a joke that a character. The moments that really la- help me are if like there's a funny part and like you know, they write like an LOL or a laugh face. I'm like, okay, great. That joke landed, which means like, I'm, I'm putting the cadence of this character. Correct. You know, there's always someone who's going to talk about the accents, like, or they want this character to sound more like this. And you just kind of smile and nod and go, right, cool. Thanks. Thanks for the, thanks for the input. We're on book five. So we can't really, can't really do a lot of changing, but I appreciate the presence. <laughs> appreciate the presence. Yeah, um, But that also is like, it's also helpful for me to go back and go, okay, this was a perspective that somebody had. Like, let me, 
I'm like take some take a step back from this once the project's done and like listen to all my characters and, and check in with everything because yeah at the end absolutely of the day, everyone's opinion is completely valid because everyone is out there buying audiobooks everyone is out there buying audiobooks <laughs> hopefully <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's 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 being devoured, um, and especially when, I, and popular opinion or unpopular depending on who you're listening to. I don't agree with speeding it up, the 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 narration, but many do, yes. and that's how many can good do you know seven or eight books a week. Different. I, oh wow, oh, that's crazy. It's not. <laughs> I'm like, but you're speeding it up, and I'm like, don't these sound like checkbooks? Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's as like as a as a performer, it's like, oh wow, that's insane to think about because i'm like how would that like how if somebody was watching me in a play how like how that would like translate if somebody sped up to 1.5 oh my god like, <laughs> sorry i just got a visual <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god can you imagine doing 42nd street at 1.5 time you got 20 ankle breaks yeah but like i also i'm again i'm like you know the more and more i'm i'm living in this industry i'm realizing people use this product for many different purposes some people like you know they have like, you know, issues paying attention and like to, to focus on the work that they have to do. They just want like a cacophony of sound and they want just to hear, they want like a, just a buzz in the background and like putting it on a little bit faster makes it intelligible, but also just less enough, less intelligible enough that it's not going to grab them from their work. And I like, I, I, someone told me that I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Sure. Yeah. If that works for you, great. You're you have a subscription to audible or wherever you're listening to audiobooks like you're supporting the industry like cool that's i could i tried it i was like what does this sound like and i was like hey, i was like oh yeah yeah no, no. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, crazy. I was like, whoo. I mean the perfect example is i i think for me too is because i grew up with vhs and when you were forwarding a, a, a scene in the movie or rewinding you didn't just get the clip 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 like you do now when you're streaming you get that you know and then you see the character moving or the actress moving back and forth and so that's for me where i'm like oh no 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 um from that perspective but i do understand too sometimes that the narrators there are you guys have certain cadences and depending on the genre yep and the genre sometimes affects that as well so yeah, and it was tough. I'm like, you know, I feel like this this year, uh, you know, where I'm at right now, I'm starting to really come into my cadence. I'm like 45 books deep, and now I'm like, okay, I really think I have figured out like what my sound, what I want it to be, um, which seems crazy. But in the beginning, like, you know, listening to all the different audiobooks, and the cadences are wildly different, and it's wildly different from the different genres. You know, you have like some fantasy where you're really living in a full energy, and the characters are a little bit more over the top and then you have like your dropped in romances which are like you know your, your mouth is like a half a centimeter away from the mic and it's like it's extremely <laughs> intimate and like wrapping my head around as an actor like okay this is this means that my style has got to adapt to the genre and like doing the research to learn okay so what's the style that's like typically appreciated in this genre and it's that's not even always consistent you know so it's it's terrifying but also relieving in the fact of like okay well i'm just gonna do me and somebody will like it eventually or i'll morph into what feels right eventually because there's you know and the imposter syndrome term is thrown around so much 
for us because you're like, you know, we're listening to so many narrators and loving them and then trying to translate that into the books we're doing. And sometimes it just doesn't, you can't, they're, you know, they're not things you can compare side, side by side. So you just, you know, you throw the pasta on the cabinet and you see if it sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, there's something for everybody. There's individuals that are like diehard fans of some one narrator. And I'm like, but why? And then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then there's others that that, are, that that will be like that I'll say, and they're like, I've never heard of him. And then I go, how? <laughs> <laughs> so there's just because everything is growing and trending and moving into that, you know, um, motion of upward that there's so many more new things coming up and people that are like, oh, yeah, I just discovered this one. So I'm not doing all the backlisted books. And I'm like, okay, good to know. I um, just realized that he himself has admitted that was not his best because it was book one. <laughs> yes. And I have those two. And again, I'm like, everybody does. Dakota everybody reached does. Out, she's like, we're going to redo these books. And I was like, cool. Oh, thank God. <laughs> cool. 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 Cause they're fun. They're like, they're, they're wildly fun. They're salaciously erotic and wonderful. Yeah. Um, but I've I, grown, you know, in two years, I've grown completely as a narrator, you know, as from something I was doing one book every six months as a side thing to like, you know, I'm, I'm digesting, a full-time load of work yeah which is awesome by the way completely awesome oh, thank you i'm so yeah. grateful for for the way that this has blossomed in this way and i can't wait to you know keep moving forward with it yeah so with 45 books in plus some here and there between this publishing and when we're talking um yes is there a genre that you have yet to narrate in that you're like ooh, when i get that one that's like it yeah so i mean i i am really i feel very lucky that i am narrating in genres that i, I really love sci-fi and i'm a i'm a nerd 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 i dungeons and dragons is i'm like outside of this work i love it so fantasy and sci-fi is my bread and butter and i've been working a lot in young adult sci-fi and fantasy which i didn't know was going to be so rewarding because some of the like you know adult fantasy and sci-fi can be like really really intense and gruesome and, and extremely dark and this the, the young adult aspect of it before I started narrating, I didn't realize that young adult didn't just mean kids, it just means like it's that sort of age where a character is finding themselves and coming into the, like the human that they are going to be. It's just a developmental piece. And so I'm doing a lot of work in that sort of genre and I'm happy about it, but I want to break into lit RPG. I think that would be extremely fun. There's this like, it's like a gaming fantasy where it's, it's like a the mechanics of the game are spoken. It's like as if your your point of view is inside a sort of gamified fantasy world. So it's like there's quests and there's like items and all these little trinkets and stuff um, that are spoken aloud as if this character is like seeing pop-ups. And that's, that's I think, would translate to the little nerd in me would really enjoy that, <laughs> enjoy that genre. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's one that's becoming more and more popular um, within audiobooks, the lit RPG. Yeah, because of all the, the community, the, you know, the gaming community, I think is really is, is a massive, but I don't think ever had like their place in the audiobook world until this genre came out because, you know, people who, who grew up in these in these worlds and these game worlds, a lot of introverted people, a lot of people like have nostalgia really deeply seated in these mechanics. And just seeing the mechanics like brings out this safe space feeling in them. And I think that that is like the beauty about this genre, which is, you know, can be tossed aside as like, this is a video game and audiobooks. It actually is like, it's a safe space for a lot of people who used video games as an escape as their childhood. Again, the genres mean so much to different people. And 
I'm pumped to eventually, you know, find my way walking into those books. Yeah. And I think also too, is because we tend to follow the narrators. A lot of the narrators do video games and animations. And I know people that have gotten into anime never once wanting to do that. I mean, they would not touch with a 10 foot pole until they realize that one of their favorite narrators is not this character and they're voicing them wow. as a dub. And so people will have picked up things that are nowhere near their comfort zone because of a narrator and they've started playing video games and then they discover that they like it. So yeah, it's, you guys are almost That's like cool. an entry drug kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa, you know, Yeah. <clears throat> with author, I find that way with authors and different genres and like, as a narrator, I've narrated genres that I wouldn't have necessarily picked up before. And I'm like, well, sometimes I'll be reading a book and I'll be halfway through with prep and I'm like, wow, I'm having a lovely afternoon prepping this book. <laughs> this is like, this is quite lovely. I did a romance with a uh, with a, one of my friends uh, was the other narrator. And it was just like lovely little small town romance. My character was British. We both had dogs and like there was a baby that came involved in the scene. And I was like, I would have never picked this book up for myself. But reading it, I was like, oh, man, this guy owns a bakery. This is lovely. <laughs> this, this is quite lovely. <laughs> yep. There has been many a books like that for many of us that we're going, we would never, oh, but Rob's narrating it. Okay, so I'll give it a try. <laughs> and boom, there we are. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yay. And there's just, especially in romance, there's such a gap. I mean, we have Amish romance and a la Hallmark romance and then we have the down and dirty romance <laughs> i mean there's so many things in between that you're going okay what am i in the mood for vampires highlanders bridgerton part two <laughs> wow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i'm excited to to really be jumping my next couple months are uh, chocked full with uh, romance pieces oh, the last like five months have been a lot of fantasy etc so i'm like i'm pumped to get back into the this genre now that I'm really feeling like I'm found my voice. <clears throat> yeah. And I think also that's part of the appeal. I would think from a work perspective is that yes, you're doing technically the exact same thing you're narrating, but the material is different completely every time that you pick up a new book. Um, and then it's a different genres and stuff like that. So even if the characters or the plot might be similar, if, if you're doing romance, um, you know, happy ending at the end, we all know this. Uh, but it's still different because one day you're a mobster, the next day you're an elf. <laughs> yep, that's right. And for these next four days, you're an ex-marine who's by yeah. himself in a town and falls in love. <laughs> Getting dirty looks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's that giant eight foot four beast of a man doing in this small town? Yeah. He's falling in love. <laughs> that's what he's doing <laughs> and thinking about opening up a bakery <laughs> exactly I'm, I'm right now i'm listening to legends and lattes which travis baldry wrote this fantasy book and narrated it and it's this literally like he it's, it's a high fantasy with low stakes is what he's coined it as this like female orc is an adventurer she's done adventuring and she just wants to open up a coffee shop in a small little like village and she does it and the first half of the book is just her like finding the guy to like rebuild the inside of this horse stable and then like hiring someone and kind of falling in love with her and like getting a baker i'm like man this is relaxing to listen to yeah <laughs> talking about fresh cinnamon rolls and then like talking about you know elves walking in i'm like man this is my this is my kink yeah <laughs> like, oh, if your wife listens to this now she'll know if she hasn't already um <laughs> so we just wrote we just road tripped down to charleston for a wedding and i was like i'm putting this book on and you're gonna love it <laughs> oh my okay. goodness yeah okay. has she listened to your books um you know on her own because that's always like <laughs> when it's fascinating to me 
uh, we've had a lot of narrators that are married and their significant others like yeah i don't get it and, and like that's because you live with him and you hear yeah. his voice but you also know that he might leave his shoes everywhere and that's just not sexy yeah. <laughs> see you know we're both performers my wife's a dancer and an arts administrator so we've 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 both seen each other perform countless times over the 10 years we've been together and she i she's not listened to a full book of mine but she has on occasion been like hey can you play me just like play me a sample play me a nasty nasty sample she's like i want to hear like well i'm going to hear what this what the thirst is about and i'll play it for her she's like oh, oh shit <laughs> she's like that's what you're saying i'm like yeah that's what i'm saying and every now and then she'll like come into the booth she's like i just want to i just don't don't mind me i just want to watch you work for a minute because it's she's curious about it it's it's and it's because it's, it's me right like when i when i am narrating like now that i'm i see my when i'm doing lives i sort of i can clock what i look like out of the corner of my eye and like i'm, I'm fine sometimes my like my eyes and my like my nose my eyes and my nose stay completely still but my eyebrows and my mouth and my hands i'm doing it right now you can't see yeah. it, i'm like my my hands are moving everywhere my shoulders are going everywhere but my mouth my face is staying exactly where it is for the mic i'm not moving that part of me but every other ounce of my body is embodied into these characters but it looks like I'm just frowning no matter what because I'm just <laughs> like the the, fo the focus sometimes I look up and I go man I look absolutely nuts recording but that's you know I guess what focus is different you know musicians the yeah. guitar the guitar face for musicians yes, like, yes, everyone's yes. like focus face is like yeah you know, it's like their it's like their artistic o face you know what I mean mm -hmm. yep it is what it is you can't control it yeah, you know, and it, and when it comes down to narrating, you know, romance, there's always that that intimacy, intimacy of not only you being in our earbuds, but also what's going on on the page. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and when it's sexy time, it's, it's you're going, you know, curiosity. I was always I'm like, okay, that was really really hot. How much? I mean, especially when you first start, I'm like, were you one to go whole? Oh, yeah, that's a lot. Did you ever have that reaction lot, or were yeah. you like turning red or anything or and now so if you were oh, are you now at this I mean, point you where you're like get you're into done. it it's yeah. like <laughs> no no i it's like cuz well a lot of times uh, in at least the past few books i've had the male point of view is usually uh significantly less and so i'll usually get one if not a, a significantly less amount of the erotica and so like um when i do get a big erotica scene there there have been a couple times where i'm <laughs> i'm narrating and i'm narrating and then like something happens and I just start laugh. I just bust out laughing because it's so crazy. It's like, you know, <laughs> just so the things that happen in these books when you when you add like aspects that are hype out of reality that happen to these characters and then like all of a sudden they're doing this in this place in this way. I'm like, holy shit. But yeah, I like it's it is, you know, it's it does rile me up. It does because it's it's provocative text. And when these characters I find when I like when I'm doing a book that I actually can like relate to the characters when I'm doing a book that like, okay, this character's, you know, going, I, I like a book with a little bit of story, even in the romance genre where you can like, you know, understand the struggles that a character's going to when they are actually getting to release into, you know, a safe person and, you know, with a safe person, there's like something really beautiful about that. And so when they have those intimate scenes, sometimes it's, it is really, it, it is, it, it's full, it's full of feels. Yeah, it is. And it's sometimes that's what's, that's what, takes me off guard not the the crazy sexual acrobatic escapade but when i'll finish an erotic moment and like uh, i'll i'll recognize like oh now i'm like i'm very moved by how like these these two people just came together so that's what that's what i find myself you know 
Yeah, because I mean, we, it's always Falling one of those, fan, you know, interesting points of like when we're, if we're listening or reading it out, you know, we're reading it in public and we're going, oh, you got to stop now because mm-mm, can't do this now. No, can't, can't stop <laughs> now. Some people are like, we'll get red, others, you know, but I've also been the girl that's known to bust out laughing in cubicle world because of a funny <laughs> joke in a book. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, are you listening? To? I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Because they're like, yeah, someone just tripped on a banana. That's what's so that's what I'm laughing about because of a funny thing, yeah. Or even Uh, the romantic comedies where sometimes they're uh, in a scene where it's supposed to be hot and heavy, but then he turns around, um, or looks to the side and he sees that the dog is staring at them, and then that's just like a funny moment because you're like, Mm -hmm. I have dogs, and those moments are great as a narrator because you're like, you know, you get into the scene and you're talking like this and, and you're breathing, and then there's a funny moment, and that's like a it's a clock clocked as a narrative as, as a performer it's like oh right this is a human i'm like i'm i've gone too far into gravel boy and i need to like check back into like and then he went and then he looked at his dog and then his dog looked at him and they nodded and then he continued but there's these <laughs> these little human moments yeah. that like okay i i have to remember to add keep that humanity in those scenes at least yeah. a little a little bit just a little bit yeah just, just, um, a, little, just a scooch It'd be funny to have a book where the uh the hero and the and their pet can talk to each other and have that scene happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. I've seen titles for some crazy, oh, crazy romance yeah, novels. And that's so true. It, there has to be one where there's like a telepathic dog connection. Yeah. So if there is, guys, and you've read it or listened to it, please let us know. We'll yeah, pick it up and figure it out. Yeah, we need, that's a whole episode just digesting yeah. it and yeah. talking about it. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I did, in this the paranormal mystery, the, the, the female protagonist can talk to animals and the vampire is like gets hip to it like halfway through and is like, oh, shit, your dog's been telling you all the stuff that I do in your apartment when you're not there. <laughs> Yes, oh, yes, gotta, he has. You gotta, you, gotta you gotta watch out for dogs. They're always watching. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think there's anything going on in my dog's head, but he is watching. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I mean, as, as an owner of four, sometimes they look at me and then they look at him and then they look back at me and I'm like, I'm telling you, I don't know why there's sometimes I'm get you. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. What's that meme that's going around? Like, you know, your dog's problem. Your dog's not going to kill you, but there's a one percent chance. Yes, there's always that one percent chance that they're plotting your murder. Yeah. Add cats to the mix, and you're going, oh yeah, that's more than a high propriety. You know, oh probably cats. They cats do the darnest things. I yeah, I, I had a I had a friend who was telling me when they started they they started dating, and um, it was the 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 female partner in the relationship was her cat, and when the guy was sleeping over, the cat would. The cat, the cat would hang out on the armoire and like wait till they fell asleep. And if he was laying, you know, on his back, the cat would jump down and pounce on his crotch in the middle of the night. <laughs> just and like repeatedly would do this. Oh and my that goodness. is how and they're, you know, they're very happily together still. And um, but it's very it, that that story yeah. makes me makes me cackle. Uh, yes. <laughs> cats are evil they're particular they have their moments yeah that's this is this i'm allergic to cats so i don't oh. i've never had cats in my life oh they if you're lucky you get some that are very lovey-dovey and uh and then there's also ones that are your typical meme <laughs> so <laughs> it happens so when you're not busy working and getting more and more books and getting fully booked what do you do for fun <laughs> i fish i'm a fisherman i love i grew up outside of philadelphia in the suburbs so I grew up like near cornfields and creeks and I spent my days fishing with my dad. So I, I love fishing for bass, fishing for anything. Um, I'll do that. My, my wife is gracious enough to join me and she likes it too now. 
and um we also we i like dungeons and dragons i dungeon mastered D games for friends and like i love fantasy i just i just love it so much um and then you know i live in new york city so we i, I bike around a lot the city's beautiful in the summer it's just starting to get nice outside so i put the dog in this little like doggy backpack that i have put him on my back and we'll go for a bike ride and um we go for hikes a lot my wife and i love the outdoors so We'll drive up to the Hudson Valley and go for a day hike as often as we possibly can. That's so nice. Living yeah. in Florida with humidity is uh, yeah, summer starting, we don't go outside unless really, we're going to the beach or pool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but if I could just walk to the beach, whew, yeah. I have happy. in either direction, either east or west, I can hit a beach in about what? five minutes to an hour. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy to me. Oh, that yeah. is part. There's like, as a New Yorker, I've been in this city for 15 years now. And like, you know, we're, we're, you know, we've been together for 10 years. We're thinking about the future and where we want to go and what we want to do. And, you know, we're so deeply embedded in the city. Like, you know, we don't, we don't want to go anywhere, but yeah. like my, my wife's from upstate. She loves swimming in a lake. I like, I could lay on a beach for eight hours every day of my life and be very, very happy. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see where we end up, but Hudson river is not really swimmable. And I love Coney Island, but I've, um, you know, you don't want to open your mouth in the water. Yeah, but I mean, even here in, in quote unquote paradise as well. I mean, we have sharks and we have jellyfishes and we Ooh, have people. So yeah, I mean, Smyrna Beach is infamously known for the shark attacks. So <sighs> there's always something, you know, aside from our politics issues. But yeah, I mean, it's always something. I mean, no matter where you go, um, I think it's just finding the the happiest medium, like exactly yeah finding whenever that one we, place whenever we go i am i'm definitely afraid of sharks i'll put that out into the <laughs> to the universe because i'm just so afraid of them i grew up on shark week and my wife loves swimming so when we get to the beach yep. her first thing she just goes right out and goes as far as she can to swim and i'm like <gasps> on the shore just like shaking i'm like hey you okay you see anything you see any shadows i'm watching for shadows i like <laughs> fins i'm like i'm like i'm like, I'm like fins to the left fins to the right jimmy buffett's playing in my head i'm like all right i'm ready i'm i'm ready to save her life if it happens and of course it doesn't happen yeah <laughs> wood yeah again it's just all these it's it's a lot we you know there's little things that you when you grow up in certain areas you get taught from the very beginning yes. so we we've you know miami born and raised so we know about the you know the alligators and the crocodiles and in canals and, and lakes and then we go into the water if it's jellyfish season or not and all that it's like the australia of america yeah yeah there's out, always right? something yeah so just gotta find the good stuff um, we just living. had snapping turtles growing up. <gasps> yeah. They're, ooh, you, you, you know, watch your toes and creeks. Yep. Watch those, <laughs> watch those toes. Yeah. So it's always something, as long as you find the good in it, you know, and you have your, what you can enjoy is always yeah. a good thing. At least within yeah. driving distance. So, exactly. Well, that's what's fun. so nice about New York is that yeah. you have the Hudson Valley, it's got beautiful hiking, the river's there. We can drive out to any of the beaches on Long Island. You know, we can drive out. There, there's some beautiful parts of North Jersey there's we're, we're lucky where we're sort of situated yeah yeah and you also you guys can go to different states a little bit closer on together because the states are smaller i'm still driving six hours and i'm still in florida so <laughs> <laughs> yes the state the drive does get the long down there yeah <laughs> and so it still depends it's uh, the the length of duration is only where you start but yeah i mean i'm six hours in any direction i'm still in the state so and i'm in orlando oh, so i'm in the middle <laughs> Smack yeah. in the middle. Yeah, so it works out. What's your favorite holiday and why? Oh, man, what is my favorite holiday? 
That's a tough one. I am notorious in this house for I begin singing Christmas tunes too early. This is what I get in trouble for every year. I'm not allowed to sing Christmas tunes until after Thanksgiving. That's the rule. That's the okay. house rule. But I just get so pumped. I just love my Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, it's really any holiday where I can eat. Uh, okay. My mom, she makes she makes so much food. I grew up just eating like, I'd come home from college and she'd make me like two quiches and a lasagna. And I would be home for three days and I'd eat it all. So I'm like, I, I, love, I love eating. I love any holiday where we can get together and just make a big old meal. Whether that's 4th of July, like... We go upstate and we barbecue and I can sit by the grill for a couple hours and like be very, very content about that. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's, ooh, yeah, let's, let's put 4th of July up there. Cause now I'm thinking of how what's coming up next. We have Memorial Day weekend, I think coming up May 30th or 31st, something like that, that weekend. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know? And then we have the next one will be 4th of July. So yeah. Yeah. Just, just an excuse to eat as often as possible. I love cooking. I live in my kitchen. We like, I, we cook almost every night. And so I, I just, I, I love an excuse. What's your specialty? My specialty? I make yeah. bread. I make <laughs> nice. bread. I make, uh, I make focaccia bread. Um, I make some pretty good, some pretty good dinner rolls. I make a pretty good challah bread. Nice. Um, yeah, I like, it's just, it's, um, the house smells so good. Yeah. Baking bread. It just, it's a, it's a smell that lingers. And it's like, no one doesn't like the smell of bread. Some people, cilantro, but sometimes people, garlic, it's like, ooh, it's too much. But ooh, if there's bread, people are like, mm, what's, going, yep. what's going on in here? Yeah, you must drive your, your neighbors crazy <laughs> with <laughs> no, the smell. Great. Are you kidding me? The smells in my neighborhood, This the food smells so good in my hallway. It always mm -hmm. smells like, delicious. Are they knocking on your door and say, can I place an order? <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, my I'll make too much bread and I'll give it to my neighbor and she yeah. makes this amazing flan, which she, she gives to us. <gasps> nice. we, got, we got great neighbors up here. That's good. Yeah. I did that too it's, when I was in culinary school. We were exchanged. You went to culinary school? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm here I am talking about cooking and you really know what you're doing. Jeez. I find this fascinating. When I took that bread class, we, were, we had an entire course on bread making and I'm like, we just have to sit here and wait. And so to, yeah, for it to rise weird. and kneading and making sure the yeast is the right way. And I'm like, uh, why didn't it rise? So how was your yeast? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what's so nice when I'm like in the booth for you know six hours. I can, I can set the, I can set the, you know, the dough yes, in the morning and let it rise through the day and have a nice loaf for dinner time. You know? Nice, yeah. It's fun. I like cooking and uh, and baking and stuff like that. But that's definitely something that you just walk by and you smell it and you gain like fifteen pounds. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. My wife's like, you can only have two loaves of bread in this house at a time, yes. max. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, fair, 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 fair enough. Fair, fair, fair. Got fair it. Enough. Okay. Got it. Got it. You were mentioning singing before, and I know that you've also done theater, and you so you officially sing, and you've got it. Yeah. Um, but when a song comes up, it doesn't matter where you're at, whether it's at groceries or if you see it here, it's somewhere in public, or even in, you know when you're in a car or a bus. That when it comes on, you're automatically singing along. What is that song? Oh my gosh! Well, I have a few. There's a few. <laughs> I'm a sucker for Sia. It is. It started as a guilty pleasure, and then it was not so guilty anymore. If Chandelier <laughs> comes on, if Unstoppable comes on, I am like, I full live my dreams. In fact, to the point where on our wedding, it was towards the end of the night, and I had had a few adult beverages, and my wife orchestrated a moment with the DJ to put on Sia and have everybody lift me up and walk me, crowd surf me around the dance floor. 
and uh, there, you know, that was that was when I peaked. I think that was that, everything is going to be downhill from that moment. Okay. That, was like, that was really like a peak moment for me. That's awesome. But, I love uh, your wife. <laughs> she's the best. She's the shit. She's so she's so cool. Um, but yeah, those those two, you know, I'm yeah, that and um, Space Oddity. That was my that was my karaoke song always. And co- all my college friends are like, you know, amazing. You go to school for musical theater, and everyone sings so well you go out to karaoke and everyone's like you know nails the crap out of songs and i would always go up there and just do a full performance piece to space oddity <laughs> i'd walk around i would walk around you know counting down lifting off talking to the bartenders that was oh my, my goodness but i've got a very special place in my heart for that song nice yeah <laughs> um one of the reasons why i do ask about this because i like having the songs in my uh, phone so whenever we get together and hang out, especially in conferences and conventions, uh, I, I see will what you're purposely. Doing. I, see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You're sabotaging me. So I'm not sabotaging you. I'm setting you up for, 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 for fun and excitement and memorable moments in a signing convention. <laughs> uh, dropping to my knees in a convention center, screaming Sia. Yeah. Because I have a compulsion to do so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's you were going to be like, so when's that next event that you're going to? Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I'm excited to, no, I'm so excited to go physically to one of these conventions now because I've done APAC twice virtually now. And now, honestly, through social media, through Instagram and TikTok, I'm like, I'm starting to like see these narrators and like feel like I know them a little bit because I'm, we're spending so much of our, we're putting so much of our lives on so much of like this part of our life, which is a part that we can really, I really recognize. Amanda Stribling posted something about like having like nine cups of water in her booth. And I'm just, I was dying. I was like, that is me. I have, I was, I was like, I was like, my wife calls me the, the little girl from signs. I leave yes. water glasses <laughs> all over the house. There's so many in my booth and I feel excited to like, to have bypassed that little like, hi, I'm Rob. Nice to meet you. Da, 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 da. We at least, you know, I'll maybe have some common ground with these like, incredible narrators that i still feel so <laughs> stars struck to meet but we'll see i'm i mean it just seems it seems like everyone has so much fun at them oh no it's a great it's a blast and uh and the narrators are starting to come out more and more now and some of the events have been specifically adding narrators because it's technically almost like a different audience even though we're all readers but yeah. because of the audiobook aspect of it they're getting an entire new you know, people going to these things. And there's actually one that's specifically just for audiobook lovers in Chicago happening in September. I'll send you the info so you can. Yeah, please. You'll send me like some, if you have a list of like all the conventions that have, I would love it because I I don't know where to to start start looking for them. I know the APAC, I know, you know, Vio Atlanta just happened. Yeah. uh, Those are more like workshops and things for you guys to, you know, learn new tricks and trips and and, and improve on stuff. This is where you get to hang out with the authors and the fans and get all, you know, girl crushing on you and all that fun stuff. I I want you to go, but I want you to bring your wife because your wife and I are going to have a drinking game of things like when the the ladies approach you for a book, you know, for you to sign a book that you've narrated and what it is that they're bringing you to sign is going to be part of that game. Oh, wow. Uh, I can't wait till I have enough books where there's some some fun ones to to have that I mean, uh, the the audience is very creative and fun. So, yeah, but definitely your wife has to come because we have to, I have to hang out with her. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, she'll, and, and, she'll pass. She's fun. Yeah, for sure. You work with words all day long. 
Yes. And you say a bunch of different ones too, because of the genres that you write. So mm-hmm. what is your favorite word? Not to be confused with your favorite curse word, because that's the second part of the question. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very fair. Um, I mean, I've always, the word voluptuous, I think is, is a word that I've always really liked. I think it's a very, it uses the tongue. It uses the whole mouth. It really like your tongue goes on a wave, a whole journey in there. And of course it's used a lot in, in romance. So I do like, I do like saying that word. What are some other specific words that you asked me this question? What is my favorite word? But I'm, my brain is only thinking of the words that romance authors f- focus in on to describe the, you know, the sweeter parts of the human body that are like not the normal words. Like the, this is the fun word that I'm going to use to describe this part of the human body. And I'm going to use it 150 times and it is wild. And those, those are the words. That's when I really crack up. Cause I'm like, of course you like, you can't just say, you know, this one word a hundred times. You have to find another fun way to say it. But though that's all I'm thinking about are those words, these like top five <laughs> words. Like, wow, I would never have used that word to describe this. But I guess, you know, if you're looking at it from a sort of engineering or architectural standpoint, yeah, yeah, that would, that would make sense ah. to describe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we as listeners have our, the words where like, we do not want to hear certain words. Oh, um, really? Read them. Oh, yeah, there's certain words that we're like, nope, no, thank you. Mm-mm, I can, no, I can, under, I can understand that. I, I now have the perspective where I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. So what's your favorite curse word? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, probably horse shit. Ah. I say horse shit all the time because I stub my toe. It's like, ah, fuck, horse shit. And yeah, and that's, I, that sounds weird to just go into it and say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that. Or holy fuck. That's, yeah. I'm a very clumsy person around the house. So I'm always, Lizzie will, Lizzie will just hear like, ah, fuck, <laughs> horse shit. <laughs> like, watch where you're going. Use your eyes. Yeah, the furniture piece has not changed or moved since we moved in here. We've been in this apartment for eight years. But it's the dog toys. I'll step on the the, the hard dog, the like the the branch replica dog toy that is oh meant to puncture men's feet across yeah. the world. That is true. Yeah. That and then yeah. or tripping over the dog sometimes is another thing. Oh, this is that, that, that that'll get you too. Yeah, that, that, Rudy yeah. lets me know if I trip over him. He's like, what the fuck? Dad? Why, why are you doing that? He makes me, he gives me this sad face. I'm like, oh, don't give me this sad face, man. Come on, it was an accident. Right, I'll give you, a, let me give you a half a pound of pepperoni. Okay, all right. Are we good? Yeah, we okay, good. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should do some videos with uh, with him and his I, voice, yeah. but he's looking at you. <laughs> uh, you know, you're not the first person to ask that, and I... <laughs> We love dog videos, period. Add your voice to it. Come on. That's, that's fair. Well, I tried. I was like, all right, I'll make, I'll make a little Rudy video because I've got, you know, roughly 300,000 hours of Rudy on my phone. And I made this little compilation and I just was having a gas in the booth. I was making all these voices and I waste like an hour of the day. And and I I like go I like go have lunch and I come back and I watch it. And I'm like, oh, this is utter nonsense. I can't post this. This is, this is nonsense. So I didn't post it. But since you brought it up, maybe I'll make a... Maybe I'll make an addendum. Maybe I'll. Okay. Because I got to give him a voice. I'm like, I gotta, yeah. what's his voice? I'll right. send you some samples of the where I've seen them done. Cool. And some little clips here and there. They're just fun kind of things. And that way you kind of have an idea of it doesn't sound as bad. I mean, it may sound bad, but it, when you see it with a video, you're like, oh, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so I mean, like, I'm always projecting what I think he's thinking constantly out loud to myself absolutely never do that where you just you you say the words to your dog that you think they're thinking to you i have an entire conversation yeah where i'm like no really stop that Um, no 
stop <laughs> oh you're telling me to do this well i'm telling you to do that oh yes. you don't like it when i do that because of yeah. this well i'm telling you to do that exactly Meanwhile, so, they cut just it out to go outside <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly that's what it's like one day <laughs> we'll have that technology <laughs> and they're gonna be like you finally understand I'm like yeah sorry <laughs> that would be crazy if we ever actually got to that point where we could understand animals thoughts that mm-hmm. would be truly nuts yeah especially like when they have seen you do it the they're like next time just thrust your hips a little no anyways <laughs> i'm worried <laughs> or the squirrel's like hey i'm a squirrel i've been out i've been outside your window for a couple months i just got a couple pointers from you i got a great point of view from up here <laughs> <laughs> yeah the face that she was making looks like she really enjoyed that one so do it again um <laughs> <laughs> wait did we just develop a new genre a new Absolutely. romance subgenre maybe Holy shit. <laughs> I got a great idea. You can yeah. come in on the ground floor. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Before we go, can you tell us what you're currently working on um, and what's coming yeah. up next for you that you can share? <laughs> oh, that I can share. Okay. Yeah. I, I always put that I can't share the romances. What's mm-hmm. that? Let me get this book. Where's the schedule? There's a really big fantasy that's coming up, which I'm really, really excited for. It's called, what is it? The, uh, the Dark That Dwells. Um, this I found this couple on, they actually found me through Instagram. Uh, they're a writing couple and they have this big it's like a, it's gonna be like a 17 hour fantasy but they are so this is clearly like a, a passion for them this story they've been working on it for a while and they had they sent me these beautiful um you know picture collages for these characters and this like wonderful world building backstory and like you know we've we I'm just I'm so thrilled to buy I have like I have a fair amount of time set aside to work on this book because I think it's gonna take it's gonna it's gonna need that extra attention Loving. to get these yeah because it's you know multiple multiple perspectives and it's you know celestial sci-fi so it's up in the world it's up in space and so it's gonna be a lot of you know laying the groundwork and making sure that the the audience understands what's going on I haven't got my hands on the manuscript yet but I'm so pumped just because of like the passion that they've showed me so far how pumped they are about this project it's just making me so excited to work on it <laughs> Sounds like fun. I like it when you guys and the authors are excited about something that's coming up. It makes us want to. Yeah. More. Yeah, it's exciting. And then like right after that, I have the sixth book in this this young adult fantasy, which is the last book that he's written. And so the books after that are all going to be written post. So we've been like chatting and you know, we've got such a great rapport, this author and I. And, you know, he's like, all right, I gotta write the next one now. <laughs> but I was like, all right, it's going to be great. We're going to rock it out, man. It's going to be awesome. So that's awesome. that's that's what's on the docket for me. I'm, I'm pumped about that's July. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. And I'm sure that we'll see more stuff come through in your TikToks and your Instagram. That's what's coming yes. up. So yeah, yes. I, I, I've <laughs> got to be better about like posting about the releases. That's my, the next, uh, the next ticker on my to-do list is yeah. getting to promote a little bit more in that way. Yeah. And it all works into get into it with each other. So you're good there. <laughs> <laughs> cool, 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 yeah. cool. Well, thank you, Rob, for being a part of this year's audiobook loving series. It's been a blast. <laughs> Uh, the, the pleasure is truly mine. This has been a lovely hour full of laughs and, you know, getting for me to get to learn a little bit about like, you know, the other side of the industry and how the readers mm-hmm. appreciate things. It's, it's really nice. Thank you so much for having me on here. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for hanging out with us today. And we hope you've enjoyed this chat as well as the series. Make sure to follow him on social media and I will be giving you all those links so you don't have to go hunting for them. And they will be <laughs> over at Audiobook Loving Series Nanning page at Viviana Enchantress of Books. And until next time, happy listening. Thank you for joining us in the Audiobook Loving Series, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. We hope you have enjoyed this episode as well as the series. 
We've included audio samples of our guests' work within the post for you to check out. Please make sure to visit the main page, link within the post, to learn more about the series, the authors, and the narrators. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to the series if you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms and subscribe to the Viviana Enchantress of Books newsletter. Until next time, happy listening. Audiobook Lovin' hopes you've enjoyed this program. 